When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday, a half-assed holiday work Friday. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. No big dick Toledo as we've just been doing the math on his world adventure he's got to still be in the air yeah no he's he's not he's out of the air i think right now he's still in tokyo here was his itinerary because he's the worst planner ever he's producer he plans things (laughs) but we were just trying to do it to see like where is he trying to figure where in the world is big dick toledo where in the world uh so he was still in san francisco when you were talking to him yesterday about 11 30 yeah quarter 12 yeah then he's got to fly to tokyo and that's about 12 hours. Let's say 10. So you got 10 hours to Tokyo. So that means at about 10 at night last night, he lands in Tokyo to start his 10-hour layover in Tokyo. Oh, man. So that puts him – he's still in Tokyo right now. We could probably call him. We could call him. He's put, put in Tokyo right now uh, for a few more hours before he hops on a plane and flies over to Bangkok, I believe. Which is – Not that far. But it's far, but it's not that far. A few hours. It's like five. Yeah, is it, four is five. it that far? I don't think okay. so, yeah. It's like going to Hawaii from <laughs> <Yeah>. L.A.? <laughs> yeah, text him and find out where the hell he is. Text him on that number he sent us because his phone doesn't work overseas. Oh, yeah. That weird uh, burner phone that he bought for this it's big meth adventure. Six and a half hours from Tokyo to Thailand. So six and a half? Yeah, so he's oh, got another no. six and a half. Oh, God. This is so not worth I, it. I'm I, not even on this I, trip. I don't think I could get back on a plane. No, no. no. I, I did. When I went to Australia, we flew 15 hours and had to get on another three-hour flight. It was an hour delay. And I'm like, I I would rather drive of wherever we're going to. would have been like driving from, you know, uh, here to Chicago. I'm like, I'll do it. I don't care. It's cr- I, I can't be on a plane anymore. I was trapped. Oh, his misery. With, uh, Give me a three-hour tour on the minnow. I'm done. Yeah, no exactly. <laughs> I'm with you. That's it. I'd rather have that. I'd rather have Gilligan's vacation than what Toledo's doing right now. But mainly because, like, in five days, they have to start thinking about doing this all over again, coming back. I'm picturing his uh, the family stacked up and those little cots that they have that you put your rent oh yeah, <laughs> yeah the they got those stacked the bunks hotel, tokyo hotels well i think just, they have them in the airport yeah, they're just tubes of people oh god <laughs> toledo's head wouldn't fit in that it would just stick out the top 
They need oh, the bubble. That would be great. Yeah, the, the Dan Hurden, the gurney, gurney. gurney bubble. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm anyway, text him. Yeah, see if he's still, if he hadn't killed any of his family yet. We hadn't counted on that one. That's crazy. Well, anyway. then this picture he sent on the. Uh, oh, yeah, the the, of the terrorist on the plane with him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all just, it's hilarious. Poor bastard. Anyway, that's our boy Toledo. He's running around. We're, we're keeping up with him, trying to keep dibs on our uh, our little friend Toledo, but it is. It is awkward, all this stuff. I can't, I can't imagine being part of any of that and having to go those directions. It is Memorial Day, though, so a lot of people are going to be traveling. Uh, a whole bunch of you running around doing your thing. It's already, I noticed this morning, a whole lot less people out on the road. There's not much going on. Uh, it's half-assed holiday workday. That means your boss is going up to Flagstaff or Sedona or wherever, and so he'll be in his jeans and T-shirt today coming in to make sure you showed up, and then he's leaving in his RV or wherever he goes. So you guys just... Barely put in an effort. This barely, barely. Unless you're in the uh, in a hospitality industry and you got to work hotels and stuff like that. Barely uh, put in an effort today. There's no no point in it. It's silly. So uh, yeah, happy Memorial Day. And also, I, I saw something this morning that was pretty uh, poignant that I never thought of. If you're going on a road trip, if you're going to San Diego, if you're doing your thing, look at your tires. I saw a guy yesterday who's uh, on the 51 whose tires just exploded. And I'm like, it's hot, and it, nobody's paid. I've never heard anybody say that before. Check your tires for a road trip. And it's hot, so probably your radiator, too. And you're, make sure you're, Just make sure your car isn't an absolute piece of <laughs> when you're about to go to San Diego and muck up uh, the freeways and the roads for everyone There's else. a reason why your parents used to do it. And uh, you know, every time before they'd leave on a weekend, yeah. check tire pressure and right. the tires. Yeah, I never noticed that. I never. My, I don't know. My dad, my dad may would always do yeah, it. I think my dad did too, but I didn't pay attention. Yeah. He never taught me that one. He never said that. He'd always go, "Your tires? What's going on?" Like, I, they're fine. They're like, I just they're round. They're still there, and that's all we really need. So you got to check your inflation, though. Yeah. Che- mean, oh yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. And then I didn't know this until. I took a Dodge uh, 1500 uh, to L.A. I used to drive back and forth to L.A. a lot. And I said, let's see how fast I can get there. There was nobody on the I-10 between, you know, Quartzsite and Palm Springs. So I'm going like 110. This Dodge is blazing. It's like, then this thing is smooth. And I had bigger tires on it. And when I pulled over for gas, some guy said, saw you cruising down the road. You got to be careful with those tires. I'm like, they're good. And he goes, they're probably only rated for like 90 miles an hour. Right. Yeah. And I said, what, is, what does that mean? You'll see. And I'm like, huh? And right there on the side of the tire, it has the mi- like 90 miles per hour maximum. I'm like, yeah, what? But I, I give a 40 mile an hour Do you? Uh, yeah, cushion. Like 40 each way. I, yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah, either direction. <laughs> it's like the space saver. I agree. Because I looked you at get it. A, you know, it says 50 miles on it. I've gotten 400 I think that's, miles. And I said the same thing. That's a cover your ass so I don't get sued. Or I, you know, I can't yeah. sue BF Goodrich or, or Wrangler or whatever. I'm like, all right, thank you. Because the guy was like, he'd seen me just blazing down the freeway in a, in a red pickup truck. It's an idiot. The light at back end of this thing, and I'm going 100 and whatever. <laughs> just flying. Just flying down the I-10. He warns me at a Palm Springs gas station. You're cruising down there. You're going to get in trouble, huh? Yeah, you're going over 100. Yeah, I was. You know it. <laughs> like, I thought he was impressed. Like You're, you're going to blow your car up. Yes, there it was on the side. So uh, things you don't know, you don't pay attention to. I certainly didn't uh, on your Memorial Day weekend. And it is fun. It's, it's hard to do a Memorial Day weekend, though, uh, when you're going to San Diego and L.A is hit that freeway and go, let's see how fast. I'll pay the ticket. Let's see what this thing's got. 
putting I, in ten hours for that weekend. I drove from uh, five there, five oh, back. Uh, yeah, I exactly. Well, not not if you're going one hundred and ten. Maybe you're five off an hour. Half hour yeah. Oh, hour. you shave, you shave. It's amazing how much you shave off. I uh, I remember I had that little three fifty Z when they first came out, and I drove it to San Diego in summer, and I thought to myself, the temperature's like one twelve in the desert. It's brand new. I wasn't worried about it overheating or anything. And no one was out there. And I'm like, I'm going to drive the temperature. Whatever the temperature is, I'm going to just cruise control that. And I, I nearly made myself cry. It was 112, 114. <laughs> and then I'd, I'd cruise it. And then you just see the little digital thing at 114. This car had plenty more. But sustained 114. And you start thinking, what if like a bunny or anything goes out on the road? Vaporize. You, you become oh, yeah. mummy dust in seconds. <laughs> so I slowed way down. And then I'm like, well, okay, got a breath. Gunned it back up to the temperature. That thing was floating. And the crazy part is you do that, and if you go by anybody at 100 miles an hour, you realize how fast you're actually going. How about um, – Because it's just – they're standing still. And it right. was, you're like, oh, man. Or the moment you have to dial it back to 55. Oh, it feels like feels, you're walking. Yeah. It's horrible. But, uh, yeah, everybody be responsible. We've done the testing, and uh, all the other stuff is stupid. So just be smart and responsible and, you know, check your tires and your radiator. Because it's hot out there, especially if you're driving through the desert. Don't be a moron. Maybe I'm doing that. Maybe right now that little piece of information is good enough that somebody goes, you know what? We are going on a roadie. Goes out and checks his tires and realizes he got a nail in it. Yeah. You never knew. And if you start going 90, 100 miles an hour. I just replaced all four of my tires. For three, 30 bucks, we know, Brady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a great deal. Amazing deal. Um, but there was a six-inch nail in it. Yeah. And it went through the main part and through the side Six of one wheel. Incher. Yeah, I have it at home. I go, because I joked with the guys at uh, Gunnels. I said, you guys present this nail to everybody. We found this in your tire. Six inches. And I go, yeah. it was That's this big. Uh, according to Megan, this is six inches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. You're right. yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah, to play yeah, that trick yeah. on Brady for a second. I held my hands and very far apart. <laughs> Bent and then on. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I've had uh, we had construction manure. I get uh, those. Uh, we had drywall screws. I couldn't not pick them up in my Jeep. They were just going right in there. So I just got my uh, tires replaced. I had two. I knew they were there though. I could see the little tops. And I'm like, wow. Well, and those treads are so big, but they weren't six inches long. Maybe they were. I didn't know. But that, like, you can how back does them that out. even get in there? You know, it just drives, shoots right through in. that. Yeah. So be careful, everybody. You're going on your Memorial Day drives. Gas is $100 a gallon, uh, and you're going to get yourself all screwed up if you've got nails in your tires and you think you're going to cruise down the – and it would kind of wreck your trip to look out there and see, you know, nails in your tires uh, if you've got – you know, if you're going on your trip. So anything anything you can do to save yourself, uh, save it. What the – Well, hey! Boom! Oh. up early today. This is not good. Uh, get jacked up. Jimmy's here. Come on in! Oh my Jimmy! Jimmy! Good morning! Jimmy Fallon, how are you doing? Oh my god, it's so great to be here! Man, it's so good to see you! Yes. First thing in mind is some wilderness athlete. I'm on my energy and focus drink. So great, Fred! Jimmy, how are you doing? So good to see you guys. What's going on? Oh my god, everybody's dying. You do this like PSA announcements, like not dying on the road. So impressive, so good! So great, saving lives! Oh my god! I don't want people to die! Yesterday, Ray Liotta died. Did you guys hear about that? Oh, yeah. Ran all the way down. 67 years 67 old. 67 years old. So many dead people. To, you know, that's the only time when you're 67, people say, it's the last time in your life you get a chance, and anybody's going to say, he's so young. <laughs> At 67, the only time you get called young is if you die. 
If you're 60, 70, the last chance you've got to be called young, die today. Otherwise, you're going to be old forever, okay? All right. Also, do you like Depeche Mode, Brady? Oh, yeah. They're coming to yeah. town, you know. They're coming to town. They're going to do really? it like a reunion show. They're going to do it without Andy Fletcher, who's dead. He, he died, died yesterday's way. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, guys from Depeche Mode died. And then uh, they were going to go. And then another, like, classic band. Amazing stuff, Brady. They're amazing. Oh, my God. Owner of a lonely heart. Yes. Oh, yes. That's my jam. Remember, yes. Yeah, they're coming to town. We're going to do that on That's My Jam. We're going to sing that on That's My Jam. Because uh, Alan White, their drummer, is dead as well. He died yesterday. He died yesterday, too. So Alan White's last words were, I don't want to live in a world without Ray Liotta. It's pretty amazing. I understand. Oh, my God. This little joke. Little death joke. Oh, my God. Are you excited for Justin Timberlake? He sold all Justin his Justin Timberlake sold his music too. That's my jam. For a hundred million. Justin and I are going to sing all of his songs tonight on That's My Jam, which is every night on NBC, and then the Tonight Show. And uh, we're going to see, we have a special guest tonight, June. It's going to be kind of fish out of water thing tonight. We're doing a, a Justin Timberlake tribute uh, with Blake Shelton. It's going to be oh, wow. Blake Shelton's going to sing all Great. these songs. That he's bringing Sexy back. Any special guests? Well, it's kind of a secret. Quinn Stefani's gonna oh, pop out. Oh, you're kidding me! Yeah, so I'll let your audience know, but no one else. Keep it between us, okay? Oh okay. my god! All right. And then we did have uh, Yes and Depeche Mode scheduled, but they, for some reason, can't make it anymore. Oh my god! Alec Baldwin's mom is dead. I just saw that Man. too. Alec Baldwin's mom just passed away. Oh. The matriarch of the Baldwin family is gone, uh, and she died of natural causes. Not what you're thinking. Alec didn't <laughs> shoot her. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't a workplace it was safety. Safe. Yeah, it was they safe. Went, yeah, he didn't just shoot his mother. Saying, you know, oh my god, it was the it was the pasta fazul's fault and we were making breakfast and I stabbed her. It was the night. It's Alec didn't kill anyone. Okay. All right, Jimmy. Those are your uh, death notices from Jimmy Fallon. See you tonight on Death Mode. Okay, Brady. Swing your seat. Oh my god, Brady Rogan. Give me a little bit of That wilderness works. Yeah, wilderness athlete is good stuff. That energy and focus will get the guy going. Wow. Well, it's the best way to hear about people dying, I think, is Jimmy Fallon. The guy from Yes and the guy from Depeche Mode also died. Just a lot of people croaking. Great. Thanks, Jimmy. He just he clears the room for a second of energy, and then you get it together. Well, his message was clear. Don't die this weekend. <laughs> and he's right. If you're 67 and you want to be called young, the only way to do it is to die. Because that's the only time a 67-year-old gets called young. So young. So young. Otherwise, you're 67. You're old. Uh, it's pretty much over for you. Yeah, the death of Ray Liotta was... It's not at 69? All right. Nobody, but unless you die doing your age. All right. <laughs> he was so young at heart, they would say at 69. They wouldn't say, you're not young anymore. It's about, it's about the time people start kicking off. Uh, Ray Liotta dying yesterday, though, made me look at Ray Liotta's film because uh, I thought, wow, Field of Dreams, that's uh, good, fellas. Yeah. Those are uh, two, uh, you know, favorites. If they're on, I pretty much watch him. He's nuts in Goodfellas. He's absolutely incredible. And then I said, uh, you know, Field of Dreams is a movie that uh, every time it's on gives me a little uh, – I get a little misty watching that one. That's a great father-son movie. Um, and then uh, I looked at him like, what else is – and I, he's in nothing. Like everything else is in is awful. He's like, he Wild Hogs. Or, Wild Hogs. He did like two or three good movies. Hey! Oh, Jesus God almighty, oh, really? Oh, six, six o'clock on the dot. Wow. Before a weekend. Oh, that's true. Half ass holiday. Is it payday? No, that, next week's payday. Next week's payday. Okay. Ski mask is just right. What a busy morning so far. <laughs> Ski mask must have. Uh, maybe she was checking her tires. That's true. Being responsible, she will not get on the air on time this morning. 
So close. You know what's she great? She's at Starbucks, though. She's so at Starbucks. Good. That's important. She's walking in to the beat of Ski Mask by Body Count, which is awesome. Yes. <laughs> Drum rolls. <laughs> <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, welcome to work, Ski Mask. Your show started a couple minutes ago. We got it going for you. Coffee's warm. Anyway, yeah, I was looking. Leota's done nothing outside of those two movies. It's really Karina, Karina. Uh, Muppets, uh, uh, what was it? The Muppets Mayhem in Manhattan. Really He's done bad. some bad I mean, movies. Definitely After those, for though, the you really don't need much. I yeah, mean, right, I'll the, I mean, that's the thing. Films. That's what makes us. And he gets into the medical commercials. But the, think about it. Like, Antics or something? Yeah. yeah. I got, and then the alcohol. That was the best part of that. The, in the, now what is the latter stages of his life, his commercials were that tequila and oh, like that's right. yeah, medical advice. <laughs> Guzzle this tequila and then also go get checked out. You've you're got trouble. But Wasn't he in Copland too? Yeah, he was Copland good was that. okay. He was good. The movie was, eh, but it, he yeah. was good. The, the cast—I don't know how he screwed up Copland. Yeah, because Copland's pretty amazing as far as like Jesus, you got everybody. This must be pretty special. But you you think about it, and how, what what makes a household name is one thing. Yeah, because the dude swung and missed probably eighty five times and got two movies, and that's really. Blow. Blow. He was in Blow. Blow was good, okay. but that was more of an ensemble thing. That Unlawful was, entry. Eh. You remember Blow because the movie had 30 people in it. Like, that wasn't something like, oh, Ray Liotta makes Blow happen. I don't think, I think Blow is like interchangeable parts. Anybody yeah. could have been. Matt Dillon's in Blow, right? Is that, is Johnny Depp in that one? Yeah. Or is Matt Dillon, no, Matt Dillon's in the other one about cocaine. Yeah, Depp's in uh, Blow. Yeah, he's in Blow. So it's, it was, it wasn't that memorable, but he's done some good stuff, some middle stuff. But for the most part, you get known for one or two movies. And that is a massive career because he was in Heartbreakers, which is talk about long flights. That was on my flight to Australia. Oh, and it was I'd have jumped out. The first of the five movies that they showed was Heartbreakers. Then Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. And you're like, oof, I can't wait for movie time to end because they subject everybody to it. It was on a big screen. Then after ten hours of flying, you realize we've still got five to go. They start those movies over. I got Heartbreakers twice in the same day. I would have DB Cooper and just jumped out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. You start kind of realizing that they might be doing this. To make it so a crash is almost welcome. Like if this thing goes into the ocean, at least we're One not more watching. Time. At least we're not watching Heartbreakers anymore. But yeah, Ray Liotta's career is based on mainly two, three movies tops. I forgot he played Sinatra in the Rat Pack. Oh, that's right. TV yeah, movie. terrible. I'm looking through the list now. Yeah, it's not good. And you're like, man, Liotta has this lure and image of being one of the greats. And like when he died, you're like, oh my god, Ray Liotta died. It's good, fellas. So that's he was about the, it. He was in the DR. Uh, filming a movie called Dangerous Waters. Yeah, and had a heart attack sleeping, right? Yep. Just that ain't a bad way to go. Passed away right. in his sleep. He was That's in Wild Hogs. Yeah. Forgot about that. Journey. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking right. aces. And after, and I, oh, you know, that's right. every, everybody's going to throw a movie. Who's great in this? But after the first two, it's pretty much personal tastes. Like all the other movies I saw that he was in was like an argument between two people on whether or not it was good. There's not one like surefire Goodfellas type. Everybody likes Goodfellas, and the people who yeah. don't probably don't like those types of movies, so you don't want to be friends with them. I, I wouldn't be. That's a deal-breaker movie. <laughs> it's like if you don't like Goodfellas, you just 
you don't appreciate yeah. the cinema. Yeah, go you hang know? yourself. Yeah, you're you're probably locked in on the She-Hulk movie that's coming out, and you're a Marvel idiot, and you're you know, one of those. Like you don't understand like the good movies versus the popcorn uh, movies. It's funny because he did Field of Dreams and Goodfellas like one right after another, and then from there on, it's Garbage. Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That was Robert Downey Jr. in the height of his yeah. drug problem, dumping Karina elephants Karina. on people. Muppets from Space. Yeah, the great Muppet caper. He's in a, Muppet, oh, a lot of Muppet movies. Probably his- Hannibal. The ne- that was not good. The next tier of movies he did that were good were the Muppet movies. And those were the bad Muppet movies. That was when Man. the Muppets were trying to figure out what to do. So, Leota. And, and I'm, not, you know, I'm not saying it to be like, oh, he's an idiot. I'm just, I was kind of taken at how few great movies he was actually in. You, to, you, to, everybody so like knows your his name. caliber is better than that. A couple of times, movies that I saw him, like because oh. you know him right yeah. away. Yeah, well, he's Ray Liotta. That's yeah. my point. Like you knew him by look, yep. you knew him by his voice, you knew everything. The and laugh. It's, it's yeah, that, oh, <laughs> yeah. That thing he did in Goodfellas, and you're like, that's that's all we know. Yep. And he became that big a name off of a couple of movies, and then everything else he just kind of was around. But there were no other really big movies outside of Goodfellas and. Feel the dreams like was, that are forever movies. Almost like De Niro. I mean, De Niro's had more better movies, but he kind of wore oh. himself out. Whatever you need, I'm there. Okay, I'll be there. Well, he he lost money somewhere along the line. He did. He yeah. started to have- bad grandpa and like the stuff, especially of late. It's almost like you. My friend Colin used to do movie reviews, and he did a thing years ago of uh, of stars who owe us some money back, based on their name being used to push crap movies. Yeah, Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy. We're top of the list. And he said, because these guys we trusted to always bring us funny initially. You know, Steve Martin was always funny. The jerk. I mean, the stuff he was oh, popping man. out at first were like, this guy is. And then it started getting weird. Like, all the movies he started to do were bad. Uh, like, after Roxanne, which isn't very good, but at least he's really good in it. But he had the, what was the one he did with Lily Tomlin where he uh, he played the, he, there was a woman oh, trapped inside of him. All of me, all I think. Of me, yeah. He's brilliant in it. And then every movie from there on was garbage. And he's like, we trusted him, and he still had a name. So they'd attach Steve Martin, and people would go based on that, and the movie was never good. And Eddie Murphy started to do the same thing. He started to do nothing but awful movies outside of, you know. You didn't the, like him in Cheaper by the Dozen or something like that? <laughs> the parents' movies? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. Oh, what was that? Bowfinger or whatever? Bowfinger was Bowfinger the two was of them together. together. I couldn't get into that one. Bowfinger's a weird one because it's, it's almost Napoleon Dynamite funny. It is. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good on way to put it. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Yeah. I agree. It's not a movie that you're going to – I'm not seeking out Bowfinger. No. That's for, if it's on, I'm like, oh, this is the scene where he tries to cross the freeway, which kills me. What was it, Vampire in Brooklyn or something like that? Yeah. Another Eddie Murphy yeah. gem. Really awful movies along the way. I mean, Eddie's got a laundry list of crap. The Thousand Words. Uh, there's, But he did this list, and it was, like, fascinating. And he's the one who kind of got me thinking that way because he – Colin used to watch every movie that came out when he was a movie reviewer. And I, I one time I remember asking him, like, out of all the movies you see, uh, how many are great? And he goes, one out of every 100. Wow. And I said, really? I said, how many are good? And he said, one out of every 10. And like 90 plus percent of movies are crap. And he goes, that's why movie reviewers hate all movies. After a while, you've been subjected to so much garbage. Barraged. Yeah, and he said, and then you just start hating the celebrities because it's like, why are you so proud of this industry? It just pukes out garbage one after another. And that's why everybody's like, I don't blame the general uh, population for liking Marvel movies. It's essentially what Godzilla movies used to be. 
they're stupid, they're easy, there's nothing real thoughtful about them, but they're shiny and they're fun and they're and you don't and you're not going to be that disappointed cuz the bar's so low to begin with. You just want the shiny explosions and the noises and a couple of good jokes and the stars. That's it. And then they're billion dollar movies, but those are those Saturday popcorn movies that are, you know, they're never going to you're never going to care to see them again. They don't really matter. They got you through a day and they're fun. But yeah, Ray Liotta was in two you know, I guess you would say universally accepted classics. Outside of that, nothing. And that's how big a name Ray Liotta was off of two big movies. Huge. And everybody kind of liked him even though he was nuts. Yeah. yeah. And then he did a TV show with J-Lo, which I forgot about a few years ago. Yeah, Remember that? Deep, that uh, uh, deep Cover, I think it was called. Is that right? Where the, they were cops that were... Shades of Blue. <laughs> that's not it. I was making up a name. I had no idea. Shades of Blue. Deep cover was that movie with yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. That's right. <laughs> Another one who's been in like some big ones and then nothing. It's crazy though. So uh, again, uh, I've always said this. Acting's not hard. Uh, they try to tell everybody who's trying to break into that industry how tough it is because they don't want you trying to. They try to discourage people from getting in line. That's basically what actors do. They try to say, oh, this is such a tough business and everything. Nah, you can, it, most movies are terrible and all you have to do is have some ambition and you'll get in. But everybody's going to try to discourage you because then you'll discover – how simple this process actually is and how much garbage gets made and how you can make a career out of this. It helps to be five feet five and good looking as a man uh, out anywhere except in uh, person because you're just a disappointment as a five foot five man unless you're in Hollywood. And then they can stand you on a milk crate like Tom Cruise and make you a superstar. Most actors have 80% terrible movies and, and then like two gems. You get that one pop. It's all you need. Yeah. That's why Daniel Day-Lewis is so amazing. came out and he said, I'll do like seven movies total. Then I'm going to retire. And he did. And I think he was nominated in like all of them. <laughs> like he chose wisely. And he was a true like. It's cool to see guys like Daniel Day-Lewis and I think, I mean like a step away from it. Yeah. Gene Hackman finally said, oh, enough. I'm done. Um, I quit. Wouldn't even do the Lowe's voiceovers anymore. I'm done with all entertainment. Yeah, pretty amazing. So Ray Liotta, that's a. Uh, Seemingly, like people are like, "What a big loss!" And I'm like, "Ah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not good that he died, but he wasn't doing anything that was making anybody run to the movies anymore. He just knew Ray Liotta's name. It's strange. It's a really kind of an odd thing to we put all these people on a pedestal, and it's almost baseball. Like the guy hit 300. That means he struck out or was out 70 percent of the time. Most of the time, it's a failure, and that's kind of and a it's Hall of Fame, baby. Kind of nice for people who feel bad about their own lives to remind them. That the Hall of Fame accepts everybody who failed 70% of the time. So you don't have to knock it out of the yard every day. I tipped one back for him last night. Did you? Yeah, yeah you had to. Had shot a sample That's your in. people. Yep. Unless you're me. You're... And got on your Harley, yeah. on your hog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my wild hog. <laughs> but that was it. You, went around, you celebrated nice. his whole career. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, unless you're me, you people have to accept that 70% of the time you're going to fail. <laughs> I, 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 right. I could never accept you're the that. Exception. I, I can't. <laughs> I live a life a little bit better than that. But you guys, I've seen you, most of you. Pretty much all of you. You're going to have to accept mostly fit. You're, none of you are going to Hall of Fame. You're probably 220 hitters. That's 78%. 78% failure rate. It's true, though. So uh, life isn't uh, something where – and, and that's the weird part. It feels like Ray Liotta must have had a storied career. There's eulogies on entertainment shows, the internet, blowing. oh, my God. Two movies made his whole thing. And then he just had a career off of it. It's pretty great. It's pretty amazing. Millions and millions of dollars in his hand, based on the fact that he knocked out a couple of movies someone else wrote the words to. So, 
it's uh, that that pedestal we stick them on is pretty weird. But yeah, looking at that, I was like, oh, Ray Liotta didn't do many good movies. I kind of ruined. And second thought, maybe I shouldn't do the eulogy for Ray Liotta. <laughs> you know, his movies weren't that good. People, you can calm down. Go home, watch Goodfellas, and then just shut off all the rest of the stuff because not too much good in that otherwise. And he kind of ruined Saints of New York or Newark. He was so kind of over the top bad in that. I was like, you're missing the tone of The Sopranos with this performance. He was like Ray Liotta imitating Ray Liotta. Yes, it, yeah. Yeah. it was too much of. You're you're building a character that's that's like a cartoon. Yeah, and everybody else is just kind of getting through the scenes. Yeah, I, I kind of went through the star wash too a little bit. Well, I don't know what was going on with that Botox, but anyway, what are you going to do? Ray Liotta, we'll miss you, and I'm sorry for uh, the worst eulogy in the history of man. But Jimmy came in and gave you a good one. That, he did. Dude from Yes had bigger hits and probably more. But music, too, is another one where you got like seven or eight good songs. You realize you had ten albums. Rolling Stones are the perfect example of thousands of terrible songs. <laughs> thousands. And then, like, you know, but they've had... 20 or 30 great ones. They're the weirdos. Yeah, they're catalogs. A massive amount of like hits. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, I still don't get it. Look, he's got probably 10 or 11 songs that are just so astronomically great. The rest of them, garbage. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam's living on an album still, if you ask me. They've got some stuff that came out after, but everything. The album and a half, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll give you like 15 songs, but that's great. Yeah. 15 memorable hit songs from one band Phenomenal. is. Phenomenal. That's, that's astronomical success. And then you look at what they've done that's no good. It's like, Jesus, this stacks up fast. Look what they, I mean, you know, in the day, if you're putting out an album, they wanted one hit. Give one. me one hit out of that. If you get two, great. Yeah. Well, think about it. In, the, in our business, I mean, it, how many times do we play a band and then you never hear from them again? Yep. Never. Oh, my God. One song, done. It's constant. I had When Napster was out, my rule for Napster was I'll steal three off of the same album. If there's, if there's three songs I like off one album, I'll go buy the album. That's fair. Because I was basically test-running albums. I'm like, okay, this, this album, I've listened to everything. I'm getting two songs off of this. I'm stealing them off of the Napster. Anything more than that, I owe this artist some money. Because I felt for years, artists, you know, robbed us by having a one-song album, and you go out and spend sixteen back then too, sixteen bucks on a bucks, CD, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, and you got one good song off of it, and they weren't selling singles anymore because it didn't make sense and CDs and all that. So but, Napster came along and taught me a new way of saying: if you steal three, buy the album. You owe that artist an album. If they only have one, I'm sorry, I'm not spending nineteen bucks on that. I can't Napster. count how many CDs I have that are one song that I've listened to and that's the rest it. Was crap. And then and then Apple. Then I think iTunes some, made it great because you can buy yeah. individual songs. There's some that you you buy it for the hit initially, and then after a while, all of a sudden you've listened to it enough. Yeah. You're like, I actually like this song. Yeah, yeah. you can talk yourself into a few yeah. albums. But for the most part, it took me, th- and it didn't have to be a hit. Just three songs off the album that I liked and wanted to hear a lot. I want my money back from Living Color. Because Cult of Personality is an amazing song. Nothing else. I had that on cassette. I listened to the whole thing once yeah. through and then just kept rewinding yeah. Cult of Personality. Personality was there. And, I, that, uh, and the let her one. do a landlord or yeah. something. You and... can burn a building now, <laughs> but you can't erase Now, I tried real hard to like that. I wanted them to be great. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this song's, I'm telling my friends, this like, song's they amazing. they this from war? This song is unbelievable. <laughs> you guys are going to love this. And they're like, ugh. And I'm like, all right. And then it just turned, you know, all right, let me rewind it. This is Cult of Personality. You know, this is a good one. Oh, I love this song. Was it one about people dying in the ghetto? Ah, it's a letter to a landlord. It's going to be a hit. Trust me. And then I drive away like, oh, my God, I got a bad record. There's plenty of them I tried to talk myself into. Enough's enough. 
I still like them, but I try to talk people into that. Uh, the, the classic one for me is Stabbing Westward, where I actually think I was a street team member of Stabbing Westward trying to help them They're grow. They were huge. And then the album came out, and I'm like, oh. They had a couple good songs. Two. Yeah. Two. The whole album was garbage otherwise. So you don't have to succeed a lot. Just hit one out of the yard at the right time, and you're a legend. That's all life is. Pick your one moment. Look at that moron Psy with his Gangnam style. It's funny. That's you remember his name. Yeah, yep. I know. Such a massive hit, and he doesn't have to do anything if he doesn't want to. Ego is what will make him try again. Mm-hmm. That's why he's predicting his next. Yeah, will be this year. <laughs> yeah, he's an right. idiot because he put a time marker on it. Yep. Yeah, ego is the only thing that makes you say, I did it once, why can't I do that again? Instead of just sitting back going, you know what? It's like walking away from a blackjack table. Yeah. I got 90 grand in one hand. Uh, chances are it's not going to happen twice, so I'm going to just wander. But nobody, nobody leaves the table. Ray Liotta didn't, and that's why we got Karina Karina, too. Uh, it's 616. Let's get ourselves a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800, one that expresses your uh, feelings about maybe a half-hearted day at work, because you don't have to try today. Uh, we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.